Hi, this is Lauren Angle of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Tate Tucker. What up? So were you born in Santa Monica? I actually wasn't born in Santa Monica. Yeah? It's a big like issue of contention with the squad. I was born in West Hills in the Valley. Oh. But I came out to Santa Monica when I was like three because of my asthma. It was so bad oh, in the Valley. I was damn. like, so we're at the beach. So That's really good. I'm a Santa Monica person, but technically I was born in the Valley. Yeah. Still were in you, LA. Were your parents born in there as well? Hell no. My parents, uh, my dad was born in, I can't tell if he was born in Indiana or Detroit, but he was raised in Detroit. Oh. Um, and then my mom, Ohio. So they were like Midwesterners. They like yeah. escaped. They what to. made them move out here? Uh, my mom grew up, her family was kind of wild. Like yeah. they were low key in like a crazy cult. Damn. Yeah. Like, she's like, why are you putting this in here? Um, it was like this worldwide church of God. And it was like, you pay a crazy amount of tithe and like, it just wasn't, it was a very constraining childhood. Like she went to like 11 schools before she wow. was in like eighth grade and shit. Yeah. So, and she drove by like burning crosses and was just like, yo, I'm out. So she started working when she was like 16 and just came out here actually for singing and then oh. ended up being an accountant. But, and then my dad left because Detroit, he was in the worst part of Detroit. So he went to the Air Force actually right out of high school Damn. and he was stationed in Paris. That's crazy. Yeah, they had the crazy, crazy lives. But LA was like this, obviously this booming, chill, yeah, you know, accepting place. Yeah, the Midwest was not that. For Damn. Them. Yeah. So was she the only musician in her family, like being a singer? My dad actually was an he's he was an actor. He just passed this year, but he was um, an actor and like a singer. Like he filled in for a group called the Precisions for a little bit. They were like oh. a pretty big Motown group. Yeah. And he had a crazy voice. Um, and then my yeah. mom sang. So they, they actually met at Virgin Records. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it's a very musical So she family. was doing accounting for them or? She was doing consulting. Yeah. Oh, so consulting. she was like in the books, keeping them in the green. Like they're all basically really volatile startups when they start. Like Virgin, she was one of the original people working on Virgin no Records. Way. She got to work with Richard Branson. I have, I have like the OG That's Virgin crazy. Records varsity jacket with both my parents' names on it. Wow, yeah, so high. that gave you kind of like an insight to the music industry. Kind of, I, I was really more into film because my dad. I was always on oh. sets and stuff and TV sets and yeah. all that. Music was just kind of like, they were all good at it. Even my sister, I was never like, the music. I played drums, so I was like my thing. Yeah, so. didn't you have like a legendary like jazz drum? Yeah, yeah. Kay Carlson, the late great Kay Carlson. Google her, <laughs> she's a pioneer. Your parents found her or? Yeah, they were like, they... You know how parents like be the ones who actually look at the uh, the name tags and shit, or like the business cards and like coffee shops. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like the section where they yeah. put up their ads. Like they actually went there and they were like, "Oh, this quaint little white woman looks mad cute." Like, <laughs> and she was crazy talented. She lived right near us. And she was teaching at LMU. Yeah. So I was like right near where I lived. Was she, did you get like super into jazz? Did you like perform or join a band? Yeah, um, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird because I grew up like rock like that was like wow mm -hmm. i wanted the drums so like to oh. be introduced to jazz and the syncopation of that yeah. um i don't know i just found myself going to a lot of old people events with her and like <laughs> I, I didn't really feel like it fit into my life so i never yeah. our falling out came when i didn't really 
pursue it in high school, like mm. in the band, because yeah. I was like playing basketball and stuff. So. Oh. Yeah. So then it turned into like rapping. She wasn't like hyped on that, but yeah, it was like where the percussion came in. What were your favorite subjects back then in high school? Man, I like just stopped tutoring. Like I just started like doing English music full time. Yeah. So like, yeah. I still have the same favorite classes: English and bio. Bio? And span yeah, that's, AP bio. That's the I most crushed. random, like none of them. I murked, I didn't have to take it at Georgetown on I tested out a oh, AP bio. I had the the <laughs> he looked like a shark, my teacher. He was like the head of the Academica team, academic mm. decathlon kids. So he like went hard on us. Damn. Yeah, it was crazy. What about English do you like so much? There's like a lot of ways to get to one answer. But I feel mm. like it's becoming my least favorite thing about it too. Really? Because like a lot of old authors get way more credit than they deserve. Shout out. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> Which but. are your favorite authors, like of all time? Hmm, I think or Toni books? Morrison, like by yeah. far. I've read all of her books. Mm -hmm. I took a course on her, so I had to read one a week and just go really in depth. Um, the way she like reimagines history, she's just a beast. She's definitely underrated. I think she's the best contemporary writer. Yeah. Um, the dude who wrote, um, wow, why am I thinking his name? Three Musketeers and. Um, Count of Monte Cristo, God, what was his name? He was, he was just this, like, I, I know his story more than his writing, actually, because my, mm -hmm. oh, Dumas, Alexander Dumas, he was, like, this Spanish Moor, so there was, like, this whole, like, mysterious black history to him, and, like, his writings, yeah. a lot of people didn't know that the author of these books was a man of color, and, I don't know, and then Shakespeare, like, Othello's yeah. the best play ever written, by far. Damn. We're and also the behind the only strip club I ever went to in my life. It was the worst night ever. Oh, really? Uh, I have to go to a lot of them in Atlanta when yeah. I go, because, like, that's what you do. But mm -hmm. I feel like it's not the thing, This though. one? Yeah. Oh, my God. PSA, don't go to bad strip clubs. Traumatized. Oh, my God, that's so funny. It just hurt my soul. Were you um, always, like, a super academic person in high school then? I mean, to, do, to go to Georgetown? I would say so, but, like... Real low key, you know, like mm -hmm. not that low key. I was, I was like kind of low key nerdy. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I don't know. I also was really had a lot of learning challenges. Yeah. Like through middle school, I went to school with no grades. It was a really free flowing school. Yeah. And I worked through a lot of those problems, Damn. but like yeah. I played catch up for most of high school in Georgetown, and then I felt like I finally surpassed wow. what I wanted to do in Georgetown. But yeah, it was hard. Like kids are just so smart, and they go to like boarding schools, and they like have these crazy. I don't know. They're just they learned how to think earlier yeah. than I did. So that was like the biggest thing was learning how to actually think. Damn. I don't think yeah. enough kids learn that. It's like memorization and regurgitation. It is, yeah. That's yeah. so different. So I guess I've always been in pursuit of like yeah. expansion and learning. Did your parents push you to go to like a top band school or was that something? Hell no. I was really? I'm like the only person in my family to go to a school like that. They were so open. My mom, when I went to high school, was just like, I know you're getting grades now, <laughs> but you could fail all your classes, and I would love you if you did your best. <gasps> but, like, me, I was like, yo, fuck that. Like, yeah. I don't want to be a failure, and you guys are, I'm not trying to live yeah. with you forever. Like, so. Where do you think you got that, like, commitment from, like, academically, or, like, that you wanted to excel? Uh, my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I guess, like, he, he was pretty harsh, like, growing up. Mm -hmm. He was, like, your typical black father in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So, like, come, he, he came from what he came from and sacrificed a lot of his life to put me in the position I could be Damn. in. Like, yeah. small place, but in a nice area, like, keeping mm -hmm. us out of a lot of trouble because I yeah. found trouble easily. Yeah. So, it was kind of, like, that, you yeah. know? Like, that part of my family, all mm -hmm. the Detroit family and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like, they're very disciplined. 
see all these advertisements for shows I would never watch. <laughs> for shows. I didn't know Crackle was doing that. <laughs> so do you think you would go to college if it wasn't for your parents? Like something that you always wanted to achieve yourself? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that was more like having friends from crazier like parts of walks of life. Mm -hmm. So like I always was exposed to that growing up in Santa Monica. Yeah. I wanted that for myself. Like I wanted mm -hmm. my kids to grow up, you know, leveled yeah. up mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you yeah. wanted to be like Obama or something like when you were. That was my only goal in life going into college. It, it lasted literally a week. Oh my god. Fuck you, Danny Lorfe. <laughs> one of my good friends invited me to this class to rap for Dyson. And then that's when Lupe ha Fiasco oh, happened. Oh, was it the sociology of It was a sociology of hip hop yeah. class, yeah. yeah. But how did that come up? Was it just something. Was it like a elective or? It was not even a class I was taking. It was just a really excited white kid at Georgetown who was like, he grew up in Westchester, New York. Yeah. So he was like, man, I freestyled the first night. It was like my big, like, I got all the cool friends. It was like, yeah. ah. And they were like, whoa, look at this dude, man. So talented. I'm going to tell my professor about you. Like, yeah. completely unrealistic. But they had just never had a friend who was yeah. okay at rapping. So they introduced me to him, and then I was actually good. And Dyson invited me back. And then I ended up taking the class the next year. Oh. But I missed, like, all my excused absences for the class that I was supposed to be at during yeah. that. So I was like, I guess yeah. I'm all in. Like, yeah. I already have a B in this other class. <laughs> it sucks. When, so what age did you actually start rapping and, like, committing to it and, like, improving your skills? Uh, honestly, like, I was going in, like, 16. It was, like, the first time I recorded. Yeah. But, like, that, I would say I rapped more when I was a teenager because it was, like, every day. Yeah. Everyone wanted to freestyle. You always had to like prove yourself. Everybody oh, wow. was like a fake alpha male. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like now I sing more and write more. I'm yeah. so focused on like trying to capture another artist vibe or this and that. But yeah, I don't know. It's been like a while. Yeah. Like almost 10 years. It's crazy. Were you scared of rapping for him, Lupe? To be honest, no. That's because I was, when you, when Dyson tells you you're good, you just have this like. <laughs> You know, like, because he, he's also from, like, the same part my dad's from in Detroit. Oh. So I grew up as, like, a huge nerd, a fan of him, like, yeah. all his books. He wrote a lot of stuff on, like, the word, the N-word, and, like, yeah. he was just crazy. So I, I was feeling myself. But yeah. I was definitely a little bit nervous because I rapped super fast. So you were you were into poetry, right, when you were in yeah. college? Yeah. Did you I take, like... Was it, like, clubs, or did you join any clubs for that? Or? Honestly, I actually might have been more active in, like, slam and stuff, like oh, that wow. kind of poetry in high school. Yeah. I started, like, stuff there and had events there, but at Georgetown, it was really this creative writing class I took mm -hmm. my junior year with two of my friends from yeah. high school. They were, like, the two kids who got in from my high school with oh. me, so they became, like, my closest friends. Yeah. And we took it together as kind of a joke. <laughs> and it was the hardest, like, our, our teacher was, like, one of those real, he was, like, this crazy black dude who reminded me of Rafiki. He laughed like Rafiki. <laughs> and, like, Woo -hoo -hoo! and he would go oh out in the God. middle of class and just burn down, like, two Marlboro Reds. Yeah. He was just like a real poet. So like he opened up. He was harsh. Like he graded hard. He was like subjective but not yeah. subjective. It was like so that was really what got me into like appreciating poetry and the rules behind it. Because yeah. I was very much like free form and shit. So you think that really helped with the songwriting you do now? Yeah. I think it's more what helps me more is like people. Just like observing people and understanding mm -hmm. as many different kinds of people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like words come and go for me at this point. Yeah. I've just been such a nerd forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. And who knows, maybe. And then when you graduated, how much into music were you already? When I graduated? Yeah. That was when I, like, right in that six-month period was the weirdest time because mm -hmm. I was, like, 
you know, everyone's like getting their six-figure jobs and their bonuses. Mm, yeah. Uh, but then I got my first record deal offer just through a friend who had showed me to an A&R and that was like, I was like, boom, I'm sold. Like, I can do this forever. Damn. And that didn't work out perfectly, but that was, I was kind of in limbo. So I started working at like sneaker stores and then I started tutoring. Mm -hmm. And that's when it got real because tutoring gave me enough money to like yeah. do what I've been doing the last two years and like reinvest in myself and all that. Yeah. And now... No more tutors. <laughs> Did you ever think of getting a career in English, like professor or like, I know what the careers are in Honestly, English. like, no. I saw myself getting to a point in life where I could like afford to just do that shit for fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as soon as you're like the struggling teacher, I feel like none of your kids are like receptive, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to be the professor or teacher who's like, I just chased my dreams. Like, don't you want to do it? Like, yeah fuck the statistics and just like be that mm -hmm. you know freedom writer's ass like yeah. yeah that's like the real dream i want to do adjunct lecturing in my 30s and then some real public school yeah. teaching in my 40s that's very cool what would you say would be like the turning point to your career though are there any moments that you're like like whoa yeah uh the lupe one was huge yeah just because i'm also in a world of just like rich white kids I didn't understand so it was like mm. a validating thing to happen right when I started school yeah um so you felt like you couldn't really fit in yeah, yeah. like it was just hard like, everyone's smart like you're not gonna be the smartest person mm -hmm. definitely not gonna be the richest person like yeah but I found myself becoming like the coolest person just because I was like who I was yeah and that took most people like four years to even think about what that meant damn so that was cool and then like I guess recently just wanna like my song that it's just, so good thank you it was Listen supposed to be a so throwaway. Much. It was supposed to be the throwaway. Shut up, it's so good. Yeah, we were like, yo, we're gonna drop this and then put the project out. And Damn. then it I just had to do all the PR. I'd like hired people to do PR. Wow. They dropped the ball. So I had to email all these writers. One writer like extorted me. He's like, yo, pay me like this and like no no no. I did it and it actually yeah. helped. And then it got on a Spotify playlist and it was like the crazy Damn. it was just this trick. I was on the charts and then they made the radio in certain places. Yeah. It was just like and then we got it on Empire. That was cool. So crazy. That was like a big moment for an independent artist. So. Yeah. How were you able to even like find those connections? Because you weren't really in the like music scene, right? Just from college. Uh, I mean, I was. I had like blog friends and like LA is a small place. That's one oh, thing I will yeah. say is being from here. But not everybody takes you seriously. Like mm. most people who could have helped me didn't when it was early mm. on. So it was yeah. really just like luck and a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have like someone to mentor you at all ah uh, we're like i'm like still looking for that person to be honest yeah. but like i've taken definitely like cues from friends along the way like my engineer is like more of like a spiritual person i look up to <laughs> yeah. so that's like helpful but i've kind of been the the leader of the squad who just yeah. kind of just learns through all his fucking mistakes yeah <laughs> But do you say the image you portray is more of like an alter ego or do you think it's like an accurate representation of your personality? What do you think? I think it's kind of like an alter ego. You're kind of like, like I don't know, more like jokey in person right. and like, I don't know, personal, but that just seems kind of like, I don't know, like super confident. Well, you are, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like being the son of an actor and like, also just like if you look at rap right now, like yeah. there's enough people doing the same shit that I like kind of do on camera mm -hmm. it's just arrogance I don't know yeah yeah arrogance it's like the... I have the art artist persona and then, yeah you know what I mean? why yeah. did you decide to choose like select that part 
of her personality instead of like the funny jokey part that I feel like people could relate more. I think that person is coming out like mm -hmm. that's what the whole last two videos I put out have been about mm -hmm. like capital was yeah. just like me kind of splitting myself in two yeah and like the greedy self mm -hmm. ended up destroying the other self yeah and so that was like a more of a commentary on like even my own flaws mm -hmm. so like hmm. we're all different people i think in general i have so many personalities like from my dad he would always just be like jamaican <laughs> or he'd be british or he'd be like all these things yeah like you know for a little bit and like, I, like <laughs> so like and then wannabe was like three different characters and like they all were not serious by any means so it's like i'm increasingly shitting on myself because yeah. i don't i want to be the last person to be taken seriously in the context of like mm -hmm. exalting me for being a rapper you know i want yeah. people to take the stuff where i'm actually engaging real issues seriously yeah so i feel like the more people are comfortable with that and those personalities i'll have a lot more i can speak on so in 2015 you said in like a previous interview you went through like lots of different types of love Yes, 2015 was like a year after school. I was good. I don't know. I guess. I guess like romantically, I saw a whole different perception of love because I was yeah. finally in like a long distance relationship. Mm. So like, me and her were just on some. It was crazy. Like I'd never separated the physical self from the this self, and like yeah. I found like a really deeper meaning of that type of love. Yeah, that was really about like support and like bringing out the best in her like me saying i support things that would bring her farther for me like that kind of a love mm, and that wasn't something i'd experienced just because i wasn't i didn't have the capacity to yeah and then i feel like my familial love as well my dad yeah. was kind of in the early symptoms of cancer at that point oh wow and so that brought like my friends kind of became more of a family you know it's just like yeah, i feel like really in good. general yeah. i just became more comfortable with the idea of being vulnerable and like allowing love yeah. to come in and giving it back out so, yeah. Yeah. How do you think his like passing affected you as a person? It made me fucking rush. Like just wanna was like the dopest shit because I had to get it out so we could see yeah. it. Yeah. And he got to see like the Billboard charts. That's so amazing. So I was like, because he knew where it was going. He got to see me get like other offers. Like yeah. Starting to meet some people that I'd always idolized. And it was that. Uh, you know what I mean? Wow, it made it like urgent. Every day yeah. I came home, I was like, Dad, look what I did. Wow. So I was like oh living there God. with him, you know, yeah. it was like really special. That's for sure. really, really special. Yeah, yeah. it was dope. It yeah. was like, I, I look back at it and just appreciated that I was able to be present yeah. for Yeah. How would you say you've grown since your teenage years as a person? Wow. I think realizing that the world is much bigger than myself, like mm -hmm. not in a like conceptual way, but like yeah. actually how I live my life, you know? So like even from like girls, I was much more of like a flavor of the day, like kind of a heartbreaky sort of person. And mm -hmm. that's completely different. Like yeah. Totally. I'm all about like, I don't know. I've just, I feel like there was an ego death that happened in college oh, really? compared to who I was. And so the confidence now is just used when it needs to be there, you know, for mm -hmm. the right reasons, not just like to assert myself as some sort of like elitist. Yeah. You know, Georgetown was like, that was like my big challenge. How have you changed since you were a teenager? You say your biggest change has been? A lot more confident. Maybe told myself, and I got like D's in class participation, so even doing this yeah. is ridiculous That's for awesome. me. Yeah, it's been quite Would a journey. Would you have the purple hair back then? 
probably not. I was super nerdy. And, like, hype. just all I did is study. <laughs> Nerds are where it's at. Yeah. Shout out to our people. We come in all shapes and sizes mm -hmm. and colors. Add colors. <laughs> Hair colors, too. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? Having created something that allowed a lot more people to affect positive change. Mm -hmm. You know, and it yeah. sounds really vague, but I don't think anyone in my life knows where that's going to be for me personally. Yeah. I see music as like a vehicle to get to certain places, but mm -hmm. just to be able to empower people and just to have contributed something that pushes us more in the direction of truth and transparency yeah. in an age where we're all looking for like distractions. True. You know, so Very true. even if that means I significantly lessen the like lifespan, like that's cool with me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? The, yeah. world, the world's getting hot anyway. Let's just do some oh cool shit. Ah, ah. I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.